little sleepy here at the beginning of the uh, middle of January. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. All right, good. Uh, I have something to share with you this morning, um, so I'll just get right into it. Um, so as this is uh, the first Blessed Life moment that I'm, I'm giving this, this January, this year, um, I was thinking about this, and I've, I've accumulated over the, the break um, kind of a series of things I kind of want to talk over maybe in the next few months in these Blessed Life moments, but I was looking over the list of different verses and topics and ideas I wanted to go over, and, and I thought instead uh, for, for this, this first time that we're uh, talking together like this for the year, I felt for, that, uh, for today that we needed to do, uh, uh, was ma- what we needed to do is make a declaration, I think, uh, together. Uh, if that would be okay with you, over our 2019. Does that sound good? Something uh, bless, bless our lives here? All right, so, so I'm sure we all know that the Bible contains a, a, fairly, a fairly good amount of promises, right? I don't remember what the number is. It's, it's pretty high. Um, um, different promises about uh, how we are newly created in the image of our, our, our Savior, right? Uh, what power we have been given because of that Savior, and, of course, promises about what walking out that relationship with a mighty king will look like as he instructs us in the building of his kingdom. Uh, so I was, I was thinking about these things, and I knew that I could have uh, looked up for today some sort of lengthy set of declarations we could do, uh, which is good in its own time, I think. Uh, many people have compiled, compiled various lists that they felt uh, uh, sort of spoke to different things that they, they felt were important. Uh, but as I considered this, I began to hear the words of the Lord's Prayer sort of going through my head, which is a little different than a lengthy set of uh, lists of things, right? So I looked it up, and I was reading back over the Lord's Prayer as I was preparing for this little message. And, and I was struck by the way uh, Jesus introduces that prayer uh, in Matthew in the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, Jesus, as you may recall, reminds the crowd of the way worshipers of other gods pray. Uh, they chant these mantras till they're blue in the face, Uh, They go out into the public square and they make this big spectacle of themselves, right? Uh, We may be reminded of the prophets of Baal who were pitted against Elijah uh, in 1 Kings. Uh, They're cutting themselves. They're making this this big, bloody, gross spectacle. Uh, They're putting on a big display and it's all for nothing, right? The fire doesn't come down for Baal. Uh, So Jesus suggests the opposite, right, when he's introducing the prayer, to to go alone in a prayer closet and say this simple, direct, and, and very powerful prayer, I think. Uh, so here's what I realized in kind of looking back at this verse. Uh, Jesus didn't just suggest this kind of simple prayer, uh, the simple prayer style, because he thought poorly of our, our communal prayers together, right, um, that we have when we assemble together, uh, but because he was suggesting that these kind of prayers are a matter of faith, right? In the eyes of the world, uh, you're more likely to get results out of your God uh, by making sure that your God uh, could hear you, he could see you, and that others could hear and see you. Uh, that if you work yourself into a frenzy, uh, you feel that you're in control, right? Um, that you're doing something tangible that ensured that you're going to get an answer from your God. Uh, but what Jesus says is that in this manner, when he says, in this manner, therefore, pray ye, he is saying to us that it is not just this formulaic arrangement of words Not some incantation that binds God to our will, but instead, uh, prayer is the simple opportunity to align ourselves with the power and will of our good Father. So I think what he wanted to make clear is that we couldn't badger or beg God into blessing this year, Uh, but instead he wants to build that relationship of trust with us every day. Uh, That if he assures us anything, uh, his primary concern and the biggest blessing I think we can grab hold of and declare over ourselves is 2019 
is that he will do a great work in each of us and in each of our hearts. Every day that bread, that sustenance of his guidance and his word, his very presence working in us, talking to us. Every day that forgiveness, that powerful remission of sins and victory over that sin, evil, and darkness that radiates out from us, I think, and causes us to forgive one another, as he suggests in the prayer. And when we do that, uh, I think we're taking, we take victory over all that damaging influence that Satan has in our, our jobs, our schools, our families, our communities, um, that we really are affecting one another when we pray this way, um, building those foundations of the kingdom within us and around us. So I think this will be, be our prayer over our tithes and our offerings today. The boxes are in the back. So why don't we say this together? I'll read it out. This is uh, from Matthew, uh, sort of the King Jamesy version. Um, so you can kind of follow along. You might know this a little differently, but here we go. So our Father, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Praise God. Got a few announcements before we get into the word this morning. There will be a coffee time after the worship service today and uh, just looking at there will be a meal next week Donna Maria will be doing that and then uh, our 930 classes have begun again uh, we had them this morning just to let you know that the Wednesday activities are have are started again as of last Wednesday there is a prayer meeting this Wednesday night uh, Gus Shogren will be bringing a teaching from around 6, well, starting at 6, but then around 6.30, and then after that we'll be praying until about 7.30 or so. So, and you can look on our website or our Facebook page for information also. And um, there is a March for Life coming up on January 19 at the Beltrami Courthouse, County Courthouse there at noon. And then just to let you know, too, um, Kenton Chantel, Dean, and myself, and Joyce, we will be going to the Truebridge Pastors Retreat uh, later today, and that'll go through Tuesday. Then also, uh, Kent mentioned that uh, Sandy Williamson passed away yesterday. And we just wanted to share that in case you hadn't gotten that information. And our sympathies certainly go to the family. Uh, Kent mentioned the Glidens. Actually, Ken, who's a brother to Art, uh, he and, Ken and Annette Glidden, their son-in-law, Todd Hudson, passed on recently also. And suddenly, unexpectedly. Uh, so we just pray for their families. Also, we're, we've been keeping Jeffrey 
and the Dudleys in prayer for Jeffrey, who has been close to actually transitioning here these last few weeks. And um, yesterday I was working on a message that, you know, bringing it to where it would be ready for today, and I got it ready, and then I had a call from Jennifer Williamson about her mom. Please be praying for her. And so then went to that because she hadn't, or at least we didn't know she had passed yet. And, uh, but then she called later again that, that she had passed on. And I just thought, Lord, do you want me to have that same message I was going to have, or is there something else? And um, there was something else, and that's what we're going to look at. Anthony, let's go to the Romans five, Romans five seventeen passage there, and uh, it says this. It says, "For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace." and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. And my focus, and we'll get to that down the road here, was going to be on reigning in life. But a part of reigning in life is not having a fear of death. Did you hear what I said? Well, what is death? Death reigned, it says. Through the one man's head, death reigned. Well, death is separation. Say that word, separation. Physical death is separation from our physical body or our physical life, the physical world. That's what physical death is. Spiritual death is separation from God. And it's separation from the life of God. Separation from all that comes from God. And all that God is. Separation from his love. Being disconnected from his joy. From his peace his blessing, his favor, his protection from his provision. When we die physically in Christ Jesus, having received God's great salvation, we are not separated from these things. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your anointing on this this morning. I just heard the Lord say, for many this morning, I, by my spirit, am going to change your approach and thinking about death. We are not, say not, not separated from God in Christ Jesus. We, and that's the real me, the real you, the spirit man or spirit woman is ushered to our new address. 
just like we were singing about, I asked for that uh, encore song or the one on the end there, I'll Fly Away, this morning, and Kent and team were very gracious to to get it together at the last moment, and um, and it, I'll Fly Away. Pat Boone, speaking of his wife Shirley passing on Friday, it happened, I believe, that she passed. She said, she said this, we lived a wonderful, blessed life together for 65 years. I parted with my better half for a little while, but we don't die, we just moved to another place. And today was moving day. Pat said of his high school sweetheart, she's changed her address, is all, and moved to a different mansion that I expect to join her in one day. Some of you know Howard Long um, and Margaret Long. Uh, that made me think of Howard because Margaret passed, and there were a lot of our loved ones that have passed in this last year, but I, I'm not sure just exactly what month that was that Margaret passed on. Um, and Joyce and I were, I think, down in Leota, maybe, I'm not sure where, but uh, because Joyce's mom had passed on New Year's Eve the, of 2017, and then we were doing things with the house and so forth. And so we weren't here when it was Margaret's funeral and, and so forth. We found out later. And uh, so I thought I'm going to call Howard and just express my sympathy. And so I did. And uh, as he parted, uh, his parting words, some of his parting words were, Stephen, he always called me Stephen. There's two people that usually call me Stephen, my brother Tim and Howard. But anyway, he said, Stephen, um, she's there in heaven now and won't be long and I'll be there with her. And you know what? Within a few weeks, he, after I talked to him, he was in heaven. Change of address. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 4, starting at verse 16. That's why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Again, as Kent was, Pastor Kent, as he was mentioning, you know, our problems, there are problems in life. We were talking about this last week. And God's grace is there for each one of those situations and his special grace for the special need that we have right now. And that's for you today and me today. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory and that vastly outweighs them and will last how long? Forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that we cannot see. We look beyond them. We look through them, right beyond them, by faith. 
For the things we see now will soon be gone, and the things we cannot see will last forever. And now to chapter 5, verse 1. For we know that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down, that is, when we die and leave this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven, an eternal body made for us by God himself and not by human hands. We grow weary in these present bodies, and we long to put on our heavenly bodies like new clothing. For we will put on heavenly bodies. We will not be spirits without bodies. While we live in these earthly bodies, we groan and sigh, but it's not that we want to die and get rid of these bodies that clothe us. Rather, we want to put on our new bodies so that these dying bodies will be swallowed up by life. God himself has prepared us for this. And as a guarantee, he has given us his Holy Spirit. So we are always confident, even though we know that as long as we live in these bodies, we are not at home with the Lord. For we live by believing and not by seeing. Yes, we are fully confident and we would rather be away from these earthly bodies, for then we will be at home with the Lord. So we, when we make that transition, we go to be with the Lord. When we're absent from this body, we're with the Lord. And did you know that Jesus is coming again? Did you know that? And possibly very soon? Did you know that? We should live that way. We should live ready. We should live ready like this is the day. Now, I'm not talking about us dying physically, individually. I'm talking about Jesus coming back because he's going to. Um, and when he comes, he's going to come with those that are our loved ones that have gone before. And see, now they do have not received yet the body that's going to be incorruptible, that's in the grave here on earth. They're in heaven with the Lord now, but they have not yet received that body. But when they come with Jesus, that's one of the things that's going to happen, is that they're going to receive new bodies. It's, it's really their body raised again. Kind of, well, like Jesus' body was when he raised from the dead. Remember reading about that? After he rose, he had a body of flesh and bone, not flesh and blood. He had brought his blood to the mercy seat. To be, and there's that big word again, propitiation or something like that, which means really mercy seat. I mean, the blood of Jesus he brought to the mercy seat, and it satisfied all the price for sin. It took care of it. But he came, he rose from the grave, and he said, touch me, feel me. He, I mean, he had flesh and bone, but the life was in the spirit now. 
And that's how ours is going to be, not in the blood, like it is now for us. He could eat, he ate fish and other things. But let's read about this day. 1 Corinthians 15, starting at verse 50. This is from the New King James Version. And I like what it says at the top there. It says, our final victory. And see, that's how we, through Christ Jesus now, through, through the one man, Adam, sin reigned and death reigned. But now we're victorious over sin and, yes, over death. Now I say, though this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. See, in the New Testament, often death is referred to as sleep. When Jesus came and he raised the little girl from death, was she like a 12-year-old maybe? He said, she's sleeping, and everybody laughed at him. Well, he knew that she had died physically. But it says, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. And by the way, that's not soul sleep. When we leave this physical body, we are with the Lord. We just read a scripture on that. We aren't in some kind of a soul sleep. But we shall all be changed. We shall all be changed. That's talking about those that are coming with Jesus and those of us that are still here. We're all going to be changed. And it says in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, it happened already many times. I mean, it would have. At the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible. And we shall be changed. For this corruptible, that's talking about our flesh, blood, bodies, must put on incorruption, and this mortal put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on the incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The, st the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the, what? Victory through our Lord Jesus Christ, and that's victory over sin and death. We got the victory. I'm saying in Christ, we got the victory even in death. And sometimes it happens when we don't expect it or, you know, sometimes we, under, I mean, it's not such a surprise to us when someone leaves, changes a dress. But other times it is a huge surprise for us. It blindsides us, knocks us off of our feet. But you see, in Christ, we have the victory either way, and that's what we need to know. It's like a hand slipping out of a glove. Does somebody have a glove here? Anybody have a glove? Just wave it if you do. You got it? Why don't you bring it up here, John? I don't know if I can fit my hand in your glove. Maybe I'll have you give the illustration. <laughs> 
But see, okay, but all right, here's, here's the glove, and it's, there's nothing in there. I mean, there's no life in there. I mean, it's kind of like it's dead, right? Okay, let's have Joan put it on now. Now there's life in there. And see, that's like Joan's spirit. I mean, that's her spirit that's given, this is our illustration, that's her spirit that's giving life, you might say, to that glove. Okay, now now take it off again, just set it up here. The spirit is gone and Joan's hand is flying away. (laughs) Joan will fly away to her seat. But this stays here. But one day, Jesus is coming, and that which will go back to dust, it'll raise up incorruptible to never die again. Always with Jesus. Always. Let me tell you, this is good news. This is good news. This is so good news. Read verse 57 again. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, this is for us who remain then. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. See, that's where the enemy would want us to be when a loved one passes on, takes on new address, is for us to get so under it, you know, so under the grief and so under depression and so that we aren't living this verse. That's why he brings this exhortation, I believe. My beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Because of the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness that we see there in Romans 5.17, these things which we have in and through Christ Jesus make it possible for us to reign in life. And even when death is there and it comes. Yes, we can reign even when physical death comes. Death no longer rules over us. There's a declaration. I like that, Peter. That was good. Death no longer rules over me. And when we say death, we mean just any of this we've shared about, even when someone else, our loved one, passes away. Death is not going to rule over me. Death is no longer ruling over me. Let's say that. Death is no longer ruling over me. And we do not have to fear death. Hebrews 2, 14 and 15. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that's Jesus, took on flesh and blood, that through death, Jesus Jesus died that through death he might destroy him 
who had the power of death, that is, the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. We do not fear death in Jesus Christ. We also plan to live out our life, but we don't fear death and we don't fear his coming again. We're looking for his coming. But see, that also brings forth the great need for us to be evangelists, for us to be those that don't forget about what Jesus said. He said, you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses. And that's talking about being his witness right where he's planted us, right where we are. We need to get that word out in the year 2019. It's time. Let's look at 2 Timothy 1, 9 through 10 now. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, not according to our works, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began. Remember we talked about how his plan was there and he knew us before time. But has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Let's read 10 again. But has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death. Has abolished death. Say that with me. Has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Our loved ones who have gone on before us, who have changed the dress, we are going to see them again. You know, when they left their body, you know, you've heard, I've heard several accounts of this, but maybe the best is in, what is it, 2 Corinthians 12, where Paul, I believe it's Paul, went to heaven, whether in the body or out of the body, he didn't know. Well, physical body can't be in heaven, you know, so it was like he had left his body for that time in the spirit and was in heaven. He didn't know. He couldn't tell the difference. When we slip out of our body, we may not know the difference, except we know there's no more... Some have said they were in great pain and then they slipped out of their body. There was no pain. I felt, I just saw an instance of a man, actually he's going to be a Christian retreat in Florida, uh, I think this week maybe, but he was a man who, who died in his pickup 
he got out of the pickup and he said it's the best he had ever felt in his life. And he looked back at his pickup and he thought, who's that guy in my pickup? <laughs> well, it was his body. And it went on where he had a, he went, he had a vision or went to heaven. He also saw the other side. But he called on the name of the Lord and but he was he came back into his body and quite a story quite a story but it's there Jesus abolished death for us so that when we transition from this life it's just going to be glorious 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 Glorious. I just had a picture of my Aunt Belve when uh, I've shared this a few times before, but I remember studying on my deck, which I do a lot in the summertime, and she was visiting mom and dad. And she, at this point, was pretty much blind. And uh, she came out the front door, she was feeling her way out, and I could see her. And then she looked, or looked around and says, it's such a glorious day. <laughs> and uh, I just had this thought, she is seeing glory now. Aunt Belve, and I, I think she's cooking too. I mean, that's part of what she's doing. I know she's worshiping, but she's cooking. <laughs> She's a chef. You know, that's the thing. We aren't just going to be floating around on clouds in heaven playing a harp. Now, maybe we'll play a harp. Or something else. Sometimes. Drums. Drums, <laughs> drums like you never heard drums. <laughs> we'll be doing things. And we'll continue to learn, I believe. I think we'll learn forever. I mean, our Heavenly Father, did you know, our Heavenly Father is God. Our Heavenly Father is Almighty God. And He knows everything about everything. We don't. <laughs> Even when we slip out of that glove, we're not just don't know everything about everything I don't believe. We'll learn. Now it's going to be a lot easier learning because we won't be looking through a, a, a glass darkly, you might say. It'll just be easy learning and such a desire to learn. But also we'll be doing things. And you know the thing is, God's making a new heaven and a new earth. One day the New Jerusalem, it's, it's coming down and it's going to be part of the earth. Not the way the earth is now, although as beautiful as it is, this is going to be a new earth. I really believe that heaven is, well, I'll put it this way. I think, you could say this is what I think, okay that I think that earth was patterned after heaven. 
and that before man, before Adam fell, before sin came in, that that the earth was was very much like heaven is now. But one day it'll be that way again. It'll be restored. Everything restored there through again the blood of Jesus Christ. It all comes back to the blood of Jesus Christ. You know how important the blood of Jesus Christ is? Nothing what I'm saying this morning would I be saying. In fact, we wouldn't be here. But also the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's the pattern for us. He was the firstborn of many many sons and daughters. Anthony, let's skip down to, it's going to be Revelation 22, it's down toward the bottom. Um, There's a passage I came across a few weeks ago, and I had seen it before. And, uh, well, you have too, I'm sure. But I didn't realize it was a prophetic word concerning what I believe is going to be like the new earth. But it's out of Ezekiel 47, um, where Ezekiel had that vision of the future when God brings forth a new heaven and a new earth. And I believe it's showing that there will be fishing. F-I-S-H-I-N-G. Beyond what we have here now in this lifetime. Now, fishing is fun, right? I just saw a thing yesterday, fishing is really good for you. Now, you may have another hobby that's good for you too, but fishing is good. Oh, you know how sometimes we're going to go on a trip, maybe a fishing trip somewhere, like in the can or whatever, and then we have these brochures that tell us about it? Well, we're going, we're going to be in forever with the Lord in heaven. And then when this new heaven and earth come, we're going to be there. Let's read about it from this heavenly brochure, Revelation brochure. Talks about the river of life there, Revelation 22, 1, and then later we'll go to Ezekiel, which remember what it's saying here, you'll see it echoed there. And he showed me a river, a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. That's where Joyce had a vision of her mom. When did she have that vision? A week after her funeral, Joyce had a vision of her mom in heaven. And maybe she'll tell about that sometimes. Joyce is going to have the message in two weeks, by the way. Oh, it's going to be on heaven? Oh, wow. So we'll just flow right into that. I'll let you tell about that. In the middle of its streets and on either side of the river was the tree of life which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations, and there shall be no more curse. But the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be on their foreheads, and there shall be no night there, They need no lamp nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, 
and they shall reign forever and ever. So that's Revelation. We know it's talking about heaven and the river of life flowing from the throne. But let's go to Ezekiel now, what I was telling you about. He asked me, do you see this son of man? This is an angel, I believe, that was showing Ezekiel things in this vision. Then he led me back to the bank of the river. And when I returned, I saw a very large number of trees along both sides of the river bank. And he said to me, this water flows out to the eastern region and goes down to Arabah. When it enters the sea, the sea of foul water, the water of the sea becomes fresh. Every kind of living creature that swarms will live wherever the river flows, and there will be a huge number of fish. There will be a huge number of fish (laughs) because this water goes there. Be fishing like we've never known it, maybe. Except that one time I was with Gus. Maybe that was a foreshadowing, Gus. Since the... Okay, where are we? A huge number of fish, because this water goes there. Since the water will become fresh, there will be life everywhere the river goes. This is the river of life. It extends to us even now in the spirit. Fishermen, say fishermen. Fishermen will stand beside it from in Jedi to in Iglaim. These will become places where nets are spread out to dry. Their fish will consist of many different kinds like the fish of the Mediterranean Sea. All kinds of trees providing food will grow along both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fade. Each month they will bear fresh fruit because the water comes from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be used for food and their leaves for medicine. Praise God. Anthony, let's go back up now to Psalm 23. That's up just a few there. Let me know, Kent, when that's up there, okay? Hallelujah. This is, you know, this is what we have to look forward to. This is what's coming. This isn't, these, this is the Word. Get in the Word. I started reading a book that I read, I think it was 14 years ago, or was it 15 now, when my dad changed address. It's by uh, Alcorn, uh, what's his name? Alcorn, Randy Alcorn. And it's just called Heaven, and it's about this thick. It's about as thick as my Bible. Well, maybe not quite that, but, and uh, it just talks about heaven. And it's scripture. It's not talking about people's visions and dreams, which, you know, but it's, it's scriptures from the Bible, like the one I just read. 
and he, and, he, and he shows what heaven's going to be like. Randy Alcorn, if you're interested. Just simply heaven. It's in our library here too. Is it up there? Okay, let's, let's read this together now. The Lord shepherds his people, a psalm of David. Let's read this together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Okay, I'm going to close with this next scripture. It just kind of dovetails, I believe, into what we just read there. This was uh, John, the father of, of uh, no, 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 Zacharias, father of John the Baptist, speaking this forth over his little son, John the Baptist. And he says, And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High, because you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation through forgiveness of their sins because of God's tender mercies. The morning light from heaven, that's Jesus. Some translations there say day spring from on high, is about to break upon us. To give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. The shadow of death and to guide us through the path of peace. And Lord, today, I pray that over this, this group, those who hear this online and such, Lord, I pray for the working of your spirit in us to receive this by revelation, and that any fear of death will just be abolished, be cast away, that our minds would be renewed according to your word, that we don't need to be afraid. We don't have to be under that oppression. And even as it relates to loved ones that have passed or made a change of address, it'll change that too. Yes. We miss them. And there is a certain place and part in a grief there, we know. But we know there isn't where it overtakes our life and it dominates us. We know that's not of you. And so we just release it to you now in Jesus' name. We do remember those who just recently have been affected in these ways by, by death. But Lord, we pray for your peace. We just read about that, your peace. That you would guide 
them to that path of peace. And we know it really it comes through you, Lord Jesus, and through your precious blood that you shed for us on the cross to bring us life, Zoe life, eternal life, the God kind of life. Through Jesus, we are no longer separated, we know. We have spiritual life. We pass from spiritual death to spiritual life through Jesus Christ. So we receive that from you now and of you now. In the name of Jesus. And oh, we do so look forward to seeing you face to face, Lord but then also our loved ones that are with you now. We look forward to that. We do. We do. And Lord, ignite us anew and afresh with a zeal and an unction to be your witnesses. Fill us anew with your Holy Spirit that we may go forth with a new, a new renewed light to share your good news, the gospel, wherever we are, wherever we go. Much of it just through our life, but even where you show us with our words, specific words. And we know your grace is there for that too, your ability, your strength, your wisdom. We receive it in Jesus' name. And everyone in agreement said, Amen. Hallelujah. All right. If you'd like prayer, you can come forward for ministry or ask someone to pray with you. Or, and remember, there's coffee and goodies and things available. Praise God.